You're listening to episode 28 of the Broken Glass Podcast, how to create an authentic and impactful social media presence with Megan Kuhar. You're listening to the Broken Glass Podcast, a podcast with a mission to highlight women in the music industry through their stories, from their successes to their trials and tribulations. We'll share tools and resources available to you to make your music dream job come to life or to start that business you've always wanted to own. But most of all, you'll be a part of the Broken Glass community where we support and encourage each other and open the doors to working in music. I'm your host, Christy Jacobson, entrepreneur, music lover, wonderluster, and dreamer. Welcome to the show. This podcast is sponsored by The Contract Shop. The Contract Shop provides contract templates and all the legal documents you need to run your business. And best of all, it's designed with a creative entrepreneur in mind. When I needed to update my website's privacy policy in terms and conditions to be in compliance with not just the EU's General Data Protection Regulation Policy, otherwise known as GDPR, but with the new California Consumer Privacy Act, CCPA, the Contract Shop was there for me. These contracts are not only attorney-prepared, but are also peer-reviewed, so you can feel safe knowing it's not just some form that I threw together. There are templates for all kinds of creativepreneur needs, so head on over to brokenglassmediallc.com slash thecontractshop to learn more. Are you looking for a virtual assistant who understands release schedules, copyrights, licensing, and other aspects of the music industry? Or how about someone who can write, proofread, and content edit your music industry-themed blog posts, articles, and business documents? You are in the right place. Broken Glass Media has officially launched service offerings specific to the music industry. Visit the services page at brokenglassmediallc.com slash work-with-me to learn about services in business writing, virtual assistance, and social media. Welcome back to the Broken Glass Podcast. Today I have Megan Kuhar with me and she is a professor, but she also uh, talks a lot about social media and marketing for musicians. So Megan, let's just get right to it. Uh, Tell me and my audience a little about yourself and what you're doing right now. Sure. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Um, I am Megan Kuhar. I'm a professor of music technology, um, and I teach at a conservatory music here near Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I'm also a coach online for musicians um, to learn more about branding and marketing and social media and technology. Um, Basically, my main mission is just to empower musicians to uh, build a brand that fosters community, um, which I feel like is really important. I think Um, the main kind of purpose behind what I do is really just to get musicians to really think about social media and building their brand message in a way that focuses less on numbers and algorithms and more on um, impact and community and lifelong fans. So that's what I um, do. And it's, yeah, it's really great. I have a lot of other things going on in life. I'm a mom, I'm an audio engineer videographer um, at my job at the conservatory. I teach, but I also do social media for them. Um, and uh, yeah, I just, I have a lot. I'm also a wife. I'm married. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's a lot. I'm a drummer, percussionist. Um, yeah. So there's a lot going on. Yeah. You have a lot of different avenues that you go down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I really agree with you that, you know, I think community and engagement is so important on 
on social media and that we really need to stop thinking about the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think there is something to say about the numbers, but I, you know, I've heard a lot, you know, you want to have one, you know, a thousand engaged followers rather than a million people who just don't care. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important, but we'll kind of get into that in a little bit here. But so I want to kind of take it back a little bit, you know, how you got your start in music, in audio production, in social media, um, you know, what was that spark that really got you into music? Yeah. I mean, I started music when I was in second grade. Um, it was just, you know, I begged my parents for a piano for like a year before I finally got one and just started there. And I took, um, piano lessons. And then when I was in fifth grade, I started percussion and just basically never stopped. Um, I majored (laughs) in music. Um, I took, um, I was, I kind of did like a focus certificate in arts management. Um, and, but mainly I just really I didn't really know what I wanted to do with it. I kind of just knew I wanted music to be um, in my life. And um, so when I graduated, it was actually right when the economy tanked um, and I could not find a job in a nonprofit arts organization. (laughs) So um, I was like, what are the other things that I really love? Um, And I really love technology. I've always been kind of a technology person. And so I decided to go back to school and get my associates in recording arts and technology. Um, and so I studied that, um, and that was a two-year program. And after I was done with that, I worked, um, in live sound and I also, um, taught adjunct faculty, taught recording. Um, and I started my own business, um, audio recording kind of on location and, um, yeah, it just kind of grew as I went into that. I, when I met my husband, he was a drummer as well. And, um, he also was a film teacher, so I learned video from him and became, we added that to the whole list of things that our business did. And um, it grew a lot after we really focused on um, the message and sharing. I really did a lot more online work at that point and um, everything I got was from word of mouth and just kind of blew up. So I really got interested in building websites and getting the word out there through social media and through Facebook and my website on Squarespace and um, all of that. So I've just been at it for a long time. I've really just been doing it on my own and, and really growing. And, and actually um, that business, which was called Hey Paletti Recordings, my maiden name is Paletti. So it was named after myself. Um, <laughs> um, that business ended up being featured in Chris Guyabu's, um Side Hustle School, which was like a big um, publication. He has a book called a hundred dollar startup, which is really great if anyone wants to read that. Um, and it also, um, it just kind of grew and ended up leading me to my job as a professor. Um, the reason why I got hired full time was because I had all that experience. I had experience in audio and video in entrepreneurship, in social media, and they needed somebody to be able to teach all of those things to the music majors. So, um, I had, I got my master's as well and in music technology. So it just kind of, I, I've done this talk a lot for, um, I did, I went back to my high school. I I've done this talk for freshmen, for, uh, middle schoolers, just kind of the like, you know, career day talk or whatever. Right, <laughs> and yeah. it's all, the main thing I always say is like, I didn't know that I was going to be doing this. Like, it's not something I planned on doing. It's not something I, like deliberately 
aimed towards. It's just that as things came up in life, I started saying yes and making choices and making decisions. And it led me towards this path of like this fusion of technology and music and entrepreneurship and education. And um, I feel really um, unique and I have a very um, wide range of abilities and my resume just kind of, it's pretty unique for, for somebody that majored in music. So it just kind of happened. I, I mean, as I went through life, it just sort of happened. So I'm really glad that it did. And it's something that I'm really passionate about now is just helping musicians to kind of see that, um, that their life is not decided for them, even if they major in music or major in music education or music therapy or, you know, whatever they're majoring in, your college major doesn't define you forever. And you might end up doing things that you didn't expect and it might be way more exciting than you even thought it could be. So I just really, um, I'm really passionate about opening up the minds of musicians like that. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, college I feel like is, and even grad school sometimes it's, it's a stepping stone, right? It's, it's where you learn the tools to take on life really. Um, you know, I went through uh, grad school as well out here in California. And one of the things they said is, you know, cause we were, we were talking, well, we would have liked to learn this and this and this. And they're like, look, we taught you how to do research. We taught you how to write proposals. We taught you the basics. We taught you how to, how to, you know, how to find what you need out there in the world. Now it's up to you to go find it. Right. Yeah. So it's really mm -hmm. about teaching, you know, so you can have, you know, your, your degree in, um, you know, just, straight business or psychology or whatever, but it's really about those tools that you learn and the techniques, mm -hmm. I think, um, mm -hmm. that's really important to building your career further. Cause you know, I'm in the same boat too. It's like, I did, never thought, you know, two, three years ago that I would have a podcast and have my own business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's how you kind of take action too. Absolutely. And it's, it's definitely, um, musicians have a lot of transferable skills and like we're able to kind of um, be comfortable in a lot of scenarios because we're always in scenarios where we're uncomfortable or where we have to be super prepared. I mean, the lessons I learned in orchestra, like making sure that I don't mess up or like if I can't be there, get a sub or, you know, all of those, like those skills are really transferable. And, um, you know, musicians are really, uh, suited to be entrepreneurs. And, um, I just think more of them should be. <laughs> yeah. And it, I, you know, communication too, is the big one that we learn as musicians, mm -hmm. right? Like learning how to even communicate silently. Silently. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, so the, you know, the podcast, you know, kind of going down the entrepreneur, uh, route, um, I'm really starting to focus the podcast on the musicpreneur, you know, how women can build their careers into businesses, um, whether it's taking their music career full time or building up a music based business, kind of like you did with your, you know, your social media and branding and, and teaching musicians that aspect of, of their career. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd really love to talk about your business a little bit and how you, you know, kind of how you decided on your business model, um, the services you were going to offer, and then also kind of what kind of mindset it took to go from audio engineer uh, to entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be honest, 
I'm still deciding that. Like I'm not, I'm not done. Um, and I'm actually, um, really thinking a lot about that right now, actually in January of 2020, it's something that's really on my mind. And, um, you know, I spent kind of last year, um, really building, um, and starting my podcast and building my audience and, um, you know, building my message and everything like that. And, I really want to spend 2020 um, building more of the business um, plan, like more of the more of the mo- the model, like you like you said, the business model. Right, right now, I'm kind of um, as I create things, I I release them, and I now have a coach that's going to help me <laughs> be a little bit more structured with that um, because I really need that. I need to have that structure. But right now, the main thing that I um, the main service that I provide is I have fan finder, which is a course. Um, and it's, um, held all online. So it's all video and and worksheets and there's like monthly coaching calls that go with it. Um, like group group calls in our, we have a private Facebook group. Um, and that's the main reason why I started. I really wanted to just have this online course, but as I kind of grew, I realized I wanted to do more and more, um, one-on-one coaching. So that's something I'm really working on developing this year. Um, I've had a couple um, coaching calls like that before, but it hasn't really been much of my business up until now. So I'm really working on that. Um, so it's just kind of, this is a lesson to all music preneurs and that is just start and don't think like, don't let the, the, um, the worries of like, Oh, I don't know exactly how it's going to work. I don't know what I'm going to offer. I don't know all these things. Just start, like start building up your audience and, um, build your mailing list and build your, you know, your followers list and just really make sure that they're like quality people that care and, and want to be a part of whatever you're doing. And as you go, you start seeing what do these people want from me and how can I provide that for them? And like, how can I make it worthwhile for me and how can I make it fulfilling for me? And all of those things, they'll start to sort of be unearthed as you go. And I I just, um, I'm really passionate about, um, being flexible. Um, so I just think that that's like the most important lesson to learn is like, don't let that, what is it? analysis paralysis. Yes. Stop you. <laughs> um, because I've had a business since I was a recording audio engineer and, um, I literally started because I said I started like nothing. <laughs> there was no firework or like big courthouse, like declaration. It was just, I just started and people started hiring me. So, um, yeah, I just think that that's like, it's key. It's just like really focus on your message, focus on your brand, focus on, making sure you know what you want to provide. Um, and as you're doing that, build your audience and um, the the rest will just keep falling into place as you go. Right. And it's, you know, you kind of mentioned earlier saying yes. Um, and it's really, you know, about taking action. Cause I think, like you said, we do get stuck in that analysis paralysis. Um, we get stuck in passive action in the learning and the just mapping out the goals. And I was in that point too. And it wasn't until probably mid last year that I finally was like, okay, I need to do something. (laughs) I can't, Mm -hmm. I can't keep just, you know, planning and planning and planning and not releasing anything. I really need to just go for it and, you know, say I'm offering these services and that's it. Right. Just taking that massive 
massive action mm-hmm. um, in, in, intentionally too, right? Not just mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, this is what I'm doing. Just be intentional about it and take action. Yeah. The intentional is really important. I think, um, I, I think not just intentional, but informed, um, like don't just jump out there and be like, I don't know what the heck's going on. So here we go. But like, you know, seek out help, like seek out professionals, seek out, like try to find accounts to follow that will teach you things and not just music, like other people too. There's so many amazing business people out there that are doing some crazy cool things. And if you just start like surrounding yourself with that, then you'll be more informed as you move forward. And yeah, intentional as well. Um, You know, I teach a course um, at the school where I work called Ambition and Motivation. And um, one of the books that we read was Grit by Angela Duckworth. Um, And one of the things that she talks most about is just like um, growing grit from the inside out and from the outside in. And what she means from that is just like, when you grow grit from the inside out, it's really about um, digging deep and finding what motivates you and learning about um, like how you work so that you can properly set yourself up for success and that you can um, be that motivation for yourself. Um, But then the other part of it is that growing grit from the outside in. And a big, big part of that is surrounding yourself with people who are gritty, like get people around you, even if it's just in cyberspace, like surround yourself with people that are doing really awesome things and you'll start feeling super inspired and super empowered and um, you'll start getting ideas too. And that can really help with that, with moving forward. Right. It's like finding your tribe, finding your community. Um, You know, and you and I met in Music Biz Besties. Mm -hmm. um, And I think that's a great community too. There's a lot of women doing really amazing things in there. Um, and I noticed, you know, I had, um, uh, Suzanne Polinsky on the podcast, uh, late last year and I saw that you guys had connected too. And, and, you know, I, I love that we're all connecting with each other, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. We all have different aspects that we work on, but we're all, you know, we share, we collaborate, we connect with each other. And I think it's just finding that kind of community and that tribe too. Totally. She's going to be my coach actually. (laughs) Oh, is she? That's awesome. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so kind of diving into social media, I know there's a lot of um, musicians out there who just really don't, you know, they think, oh, I just got to post a picture to it. You know, um, mm. they don't really understand how to use it, um, I guess, in a professional way and to create community engagement. And I think it can be such a powerful marketing tool if you use it right. Um, but I hear from people, they don't know how to use it. They don't like it. Um, so what are some initial steps that musicians can take to begin using it in, I guess, in an authentic way so they don't feel like they're a phony, um, and to really kind of shift their mindset around those kinds of tools? Yeah, I hear that a lot too. (laughs) Um, I teach a lot of 17 and 18 year olds and, um, it's funny, like, I don't, it's funny how even from that age, like the mindset, it's almost like they get it from their teachers, like from their private lesson teachers or something. But that mindset of social media being a necessary evil, it's just so common amongst musicians. And I don't know where it comes from, but it's still there. Um, I think what it means is it's just like there were 
well, I'm a musician too, so I understand. But like, it's it's something like I don't want to let go of my art. I want to be creative. I want to be spontaneous. Um, I you know I want to um, I want to be true to myself and all these things, and all of that is good. And you should hang on to that. But it's just the facts that you have to have a presence online if you want to be successful as a musician. If you want music to pay your bills you need to play the game that that it is around us and that means that you have to have a presence online it doesn't mean that you have to do it the same way other people are doing it i really believe in um making sure that you are not not just like copying as in plagiarism but copying like copying this the tactics of other musicians i think everybody has their own way of doing things and you just have to figure out what you want to say. And that's where kind of doing all that work, that like self-work ahead of time is really important. Just kind of spending time figuring out like, what is my message? What's my purpose? What's my perspective? Like what impact do I want to make? And doing all that kind of homework is really important. Um, Social media is not a necessary evil because it's, it's actually something that's an amazing tool that you can use to be employed as a musician. Like it connects you with more people. It's something that gets your music into the hands of people on the other side of the country. And that's awesome. It's not like, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Um, I think the people that see it as, um, oh, I don't really like it. I don't have the mindset for it. I don't really want to be a part of it they're probably following people that give them that, that vibe of social media. So start unfollowing people that don't inspire you and actually make you feel worse and start following people that do inspire you. That's one thing you can do. Um, really start looking for people that are making strides in their industries. It doesn't need to be music. Um, and just start putting those people in front of you and start making your social media feed positive. Um, because, Mine is, I don't follow anybody that makes me feel crappy anymore. I unfollowed all of them and it's awesome. I feel really like jazzed about social media. Um, it's just, I think it's just really important. So unfollow people that make you feel um, like you want to drag your feet when it comes to um, social media. The other thing you can do is, um, so like I was mentioning, um, figuring out your message um, it's really important to make sure that you are sharing things on social media that are authentic, um, but, and, and not phony. That's kind of the word phony free or like, don't be a phony. I use that a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I know, yeah. I know a lot of people feel that sometimes. They're like, yeah. But I, yeah. I have to post. So what am I going to post? Is exactly. Gonna, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You want to be authentic. You don't want to be phony, but social media doesn't work for you the way it did before anymore. Like as a consumer, social media is a totally different thing than it is as a business. So if you feel like you're not being authentic, um, you just have to, you have to rethink it and realize that you're not a consumer anymore. Um, like you can't expect that you can post whatever is going on in your life. Like, Oh, I went to brunch. Here's my omelet. And like <laughs> just posting it and expecting people to care because that's what somebody who's a consumer of social media would do. That's not somebody who is an entrepreneur or a business owner. 
And, um, you know, so you just want to make sure that you are shifting your mindset around, okay, maybe I just like had fun on Instagram for the past 10 years, but like now I have to use it as a tool and I need to be strategic about it. Um, and that's, that's a big mindset shift for a little plug to throw in a little plug. I have two things that might help. Um, I have a free masterclass about building your brand without feeling phony. Um, and that's just like a free 45 minute masterclass. Um, and then I also have, um, an ebook that literally you're described both things you asked me. It's like, Oh, I have two things for that. Um, <laughs> the masterclass and then also the ebook, which is, um, it comes with a coaching call and it's all about shifting your mindset and starting to get really fired up about social media instead of, um, like dragging your feet about it and feeling really uninspired. Yeah, I'll definitely share those in the show notes. Um, where can my audience uh, access those? Um, the masterclass is at megan kuharcom slash masterclass. And then the ebook is at slash mindset. So okay. same address slash mindset instead of masterclass. masterclass. Yeah, I mean, notes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will for sure. Um, yeah, no, that's great because I think a lot of people – you know, like you said, it's just really shifting to like that business mindset. And that kind of, I, it's, it's similar to like, for me with Pinterest, (laughs) I Mm -hmm. always thought Pinterest was you go on, you find pretty DIY projects to do. Um, you find outfits that are, you know, cute. And just within the last couple of months, I've realized how powerful of a business tool it can be, how powerful it can be to drive uh, you know, my audience to yeah. my blog, to my services. Um, and you I teach you know, me about that. I don't know okay. too much about Pinterest. <laughs> I use it for my house stuff and for my outfits, exactly like you yeah. described. So, yeah. And I, I, I can't even remember how I came across re- like realizing that it was a powerful business tool, but it's been incredible to just see wow. how, when I shifted that mindset, I mm-hmm. built the business account and I really optimized it just the, the, the kind of traction it got and, and brought to my, to my blog and that. And I think it's the same kind of thing when we think about, um, you know, Instagram some, for mm-hmm. some people, right. It's that same, just, um, plan being st- strategic, planning out your content, um, you know, and making sure it kind of fits in with your vision and your mission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so yeah, so I know a lot of, you know, musicians when they don't, they're not in that mindset. Um, do you see them kind of making mistakes and, um, how can they correct those mistakes? Yeah. Um, so this is actually in that masterclass, but I'll, I'm going to kind of summarize a lot of it because I think it's so important that everyone hears it. Um, there's like three really big mistakes that I notice a lot musicians, a lot of musicians are making. The first mistake is um, not having that message. So I've talked a lot about having a brand message. And what that means is that you have clarity around what it is you're doing so much that you are able to communicate that in all of the different forms of content that you're creating. Um, It makes it so that your audience knows why they're following you. They want to follow you because they connect with that message. And if they don't connect with it, then they don't follow you and that's okay. They can go away. Um, and you know, just making sure that it's super clear and that it's consistent is super important. Um, so that's the first mistake is just like, I call it panic and post where, um, when a musician is like, Oh my God, I got to post something. I have a show coming up. Uh, okay. I'm just going to take a (laughs) selfie, hurry up, blah, 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 type, 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 send. 
and that's what they do. And the caption's almost always something like, show on Friday, covers $5, starts at eight, make sure you don't miss it. And it's like, okay, like, I don't know, that doesn't really entice me, <laughs> you right. know, like, yeah. <laughs> there's no, and it's Wednesday and Friday is in two days and I already had plans. So, you know, all of that is so common for musicians. Like they treat it as if, um, and this goes into the second mistake, which is focusing on facts, not impact. That's a big thing that musicians do sharing those types of posts where it's like shows coming up, make sure you come. Like it's no better than putting a flyer on a bulletin board. It, it doesn't create any sort of conversation. It doesn't create any sort of um, mystery or excitement or like, what am I going to get out of it? What's going to happen? Like, it, this could be super fun. Like, none of those emotions happen when you share something like shows coming up Friday. Can't wait to play with this band. They're really cool. Okay, see you there. Yeah, it's like, like what's they, the value of it? Yeah, you know? what, what's There's the value, no value to your audience? Yeah, yeah. And what's even worse is when when they create Facebook events and then just like mass invite people, and it's like, <laughs> oh my god, did you not know I have a baby and I can't, you know? Right. So all, all of those things. That's really really frustrating. Just making sure that you don't focus on fact, 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 like bulletin board post, bulletin board post. Making sure that you're telling a story and sharing impact and sharing value is like the majority of what I talk about. Um, so that's really important. And then the third thing is um, copying what they see other musicians doing, um, especially when they copy musicians that are way higher profile than them. Um, so like um, the whole, like, I'm going to just post my tour flyer as a picture on Instagram and see, and say something like, where am I going to see you in the caption? Like some, that's something that like, Audra McDonald will do, who's like a big um, vocalist that a lot of my students love, or, you know, like any band, like, you know, will post something like that. Or, you know, Beyonce posts like amazing pictures of herself and has no caption whatsoever. It's like, yeah, all of them can do that because they, <laughs> they have a lot of people who already follow them. You aren't trying to, you're not trying to make that same impact. You're trying to actually grow a following. So if you don't have a following, you need to make that, make it so that they get to know you with every single post. Um, right. I was so, going to say yeah. like those musicians, they've, they've gone through that process. They've built their following yeah. and now, now they have, I, I don't know if clout's the right word for it, but they have the clout to just post. Exactly. Really whatever they want and their audience will eat it up. They'll, you know, love it. They'll go to the show without question. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's really growing that, that audience. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think too, um, kind of, I guess, going back to like, you know, the impact and, and not, um, just panic posting, mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of tools out there that can help you to, to schedule, right. To, yes. you can set out your strategy. Um, I personally, I use Planoly for Instagram. I use Tailwind for Pinterest. Um, but I know there's a lot of others out there. Um, I know Buffer, Meet Edgar, Later, and they all have kind of similar functions. Um, is there anything in particular that you use or, you know, do you recommend certain platforms to, to artists um, to be able to kind of get into that strategic thinking and, and planning out ahead? Yeah. Um, I use Planoly as well. I use it for Instagram and Facebook. Um, uh, I really recommend Planoly just because it's super simple. Um, you can visualize the grid. You can also look at a calendar and see your posts on the calendar. 
Um, you can save hashtag groups, which is really nice. Um, and I just really, um, I've, I've tried a couple different ones. I've tried Hootsuite. Um, I've tried, um, I can't even remember the name of the other one I tried. It wasn't later. It was a different one. Um, and I didn't like it as much. I really like Planoly. Um, but so I, I, I really think that that's important scheduling content. I just did a video like not too long ago on IGTV about, um, how my goal for this year is to plan all of my social media a month in advance. Um, and I already have January done. Um, and I'm working on February already. Um, and it's just something that really helps me to feel that there's no panic posting at all. Like, and it's amazing how much my audience has exploded since I started, um, since my scheduled posts started coming out. January 1st. Before that, I was planning content, but I was doing like two weeks or a week in advance. And it was like, there were holes. Like sometimes it would be like, oh, I got to figure out what I'm doing that day on that day. And it was like, it was definitely not solid block all planned out. Um, and the difference is amazing. Um, I've seen a lot of change. So I would recommend Planoly. I'd also recommend um, just like Google Sheets. And um, I part of what I do, um, in, with my clients is I help them to figure out a map, a content map and, um, to like work through figuring out like what they want to talk about when they don't have anything special going on. So that's one of the things I think a lot of musicians struggle with. It's like, I don't have a show. I don't have a single, I don't have an album. I, I don't have a video. What do I talk about? You know? And, um, so that's something that I work on a lot of times. So, um, I also have like a free calendar that you can download that's got 30 ideas for a whole month's worth of content, but it's, it's good for you to start with. But I think what's really important is, um, figuring out your really specific, um, themes that you want to talk about. Like I created a 30 day content calendar and it's generic, but anybody has their own 30 days worth of content that's very specialized for them. So, that's something that, um, that you can work on just planning ahead in general. Like, I don't care what tool you use. Just plan, <laughs> you don't yeah. Even, yeah. Just do it. Just like, it, yeah. and it doesn't need to be a month, you know, like I'm going crazy with it because it's something that was piling on my plate and I just wanted something to be consistent. But I really find that when you do plan content, it ends up being better content because when you do that panic post, you are sharing less effective, less valuable, um, less impactful content because it's all coming out of your brain at that moment. And if you take the time and you really think ahead and you really put um, a lot of thought into what you're trying to say, the big picture of what you're trying to say, your content will be so much better. And that can only happen if you plan ahead. Right. And like for me, I know personally I do, you know, I have a couple different buckets that I, I pull from. So, you know, I talk um, business, I talk career, um, you know, I'll kind of talk about wellness a little bit too, because that's a, a big thing for me is, you know, managing your time and, and um, you know, finding time for yourself in the hustle because I do nine to five and then I, you know, run the business. Um, and then too, you know, I'll, I find quotes that resonate with, with, me and the audience and, and, and the message that I'm trying to do. So I, I, 
plan out just a week ahead. <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm trying to get to that point where I'm a month ahead, but even just a week, cause you're not even thinking about it. You know, you just set it, you schedule it Yep. and you don't have to think about it the rest of the week. Yeah. One thing I did that worked for me a while ago, um, it's not working for me right now because my life is just too crazy, but sometimes I think it works really well for freelancers, especially is to have, um, a method where each day of the week is specifically for a certain type of task. Um, so like before when it was summertime and I wasn't teaching, I was doing this um, and it worked really well. It was like Monday was admin day and I did my emailing and I did my, um, you know, searching for guests with the podcast. I did all the like kind of admin stuff. And then Tuesday was like social media day and I planned all of my social media for the next week and I got all the images sourced and everything and then Wednesday, you know, so on. So each day was a day devoted to a very specific thing. And that really helped a lot. Yeah. It kind of helps you in that mindset too. And you're not mm-hmm. jumping from task to task. And yeah, yeah, I try to do that. You know, I said Sundays are my, my social media day. Um, and then kind of throughout the week, it varies. But I also use, I use the productivity planner too, to really um, hone in on what the most important task of the day is. And then when I finish with that, I can move on to mm-hmm. other tasks. So it's kind of, I guess, similar to that. Um, but yeah, the, definitely just plan for everything. <laughs> yep. Um, so shifting gears a little bit, um, part of this, uh, the Broken Glass podcast is to highlight women in the music industry, um, have them tell their stories and, um, you know, share their successes. But we also too talk about, you know, it is difficult to, um, work as a woman in the music industry to really kind of come up and, and to, I guess, prove that you're, you know, you can, you can do the job. Um, so one of the things um, I always ask is if, um, you know, did you come across any resistance um, when you were, you know, in music, uh, becoming an audio engineer, um, I guess, professor and, and business owner? And if you did, how did you overcome that? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, definitely. I've always been like one of one or two women in the room um, as a percussionist and then as an audio engineer. Um, Both of those fields are very male dominated. Um, And so I, I mean, from fifth grade, you know, like when I started percussion in band, I was like the only, I think there were two, my best friends started with me. So we were the only girls and um, yeah, just kind of started from there. Um, but I, I definitely have come across my, um, my share of, you know, bleeping jerk men. (laughs) I'm not, I'm going to say what I actually feel, but, um, and I've come across that I've come across, um, like when I was working, um, as a stage manager, like, you know, touring acts that would come through, like, um, would be way worse to me than they were to the other guys I worked with. Mm. And that was not cool. Or like one time I was told that I needed to smoke a joint. Cause I was like too, um, like tense or something. Gosh. I was like, I'm trying to get this schedule going, please. Like, right. You no, know, it was like this person arrived like hours early and they demanded all these things. And I was like, it's not your time. Like I'm dealing with another person right now, you know, like it was just, you know, typical. Yeah. And you know, my, um, my frustration was definitely warranted, but I, you know, of course they wouldn't have said that to a guy. So that was, that was fun. Um, but you know, all of that stuff has happened to me, but at the same time, I have to say like in each field that I've ever been in, I have had an amazing 
role model. Um, unfortunately, not very many women role models. Um, if I'm going to be honest, I have not come across very many women that I've worked with um, in percussion or in audio engineering. Um, but I've had amazing men on my side in all of those fields that I still consider mentors that I still have like moments, uh, like I call them advising meetings, like, cause I work with both of them now, um, at my university. It just so happens they both work in the same university as me now. So, um, I will set up appointments and hang out in their office and like vent to them about whatever. So I still have that amazing, um, support and that's been my that's been the whole time I've been in those two very specifically male dominated fields. Um, also like being in a band with your husband really helps because people don't bother you as much. <laughs> yeah. When I played, I played in an all girl band as well. And that was totally different. <laughs> like <laughs> The amount of uh, like we had a Facebook message one time from some guy after we played a like festival show and he was like, you need to not see your boyfriends after the show. You need to pretend that you're like, unreachable and he was telling us all the things we had to do yeah you know I was like yeah okay oh yeah definitely has happened (laughs) yeah I mean I I agree with the the you know male mentors thing Um, yeah a lot of the support I've had for the podcast and and my business have actually come from um you know men that I work with at my full-time job um and I think there are a lot out there who are very supportive of of women and and just really just colleagues you know, kicking ass, right? Like, yeah. you know, there's, you just, there are just some, I guess, bad apples out there that. <laughs> yeah. They, they of, definitely exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there are a lot of really amazing um, supportive men out there who really want the best for us. So mm-hmm. it's always amazing when you can find those mentors, like you said, to, mm-hmm. to really help you get push forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of talked about your, your 2020 plans, but is there anything else that you're, you're looking forward to coming up in the next, I guess, six months, year, something like that? Um, yeah, I just, I'm really excited about working more and, and just working with more musicians and more clients and more one-on-one coachings. Um, I'm really wor- wor- looking forward to working with Suze as my yeah. coach. That's going to be so fun. Um, we're starting that this week. Um, I just, I'm, I'm excited about expanding my reach and I have so many ideas and so many things I want to do. And, um, I'm the type that wants to do it all. And so I'm excited to have Suze to help me, um, like figure out where to start and what to, um, prioritize and everything. So yeah, I'm just, I'm like, not to be a nerd, but I'm really jazzed about what I do. (laughs) (laughs) I love, I love what I do. I love working and, um, I'm just coming off like a month long break from, from university. So I'm like, I'm ready. Tomorrow's my next day back to work. I'm like, all right, ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm the same way, but I'm, you know, yeah. I love what I do. And I mean, we can be nerds together. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any resources that you'd recommend for women starting, um, I guess in music, in audio and in, I guess, you know, starting branding, social media? Um, I think like Facebook groups, like we were saying before, Music Biz Besties is really awesome Um, just to connect with women that are doing um, things in the music industry. It's just a really powerful thing to see everyone talking about what they're like kicking butt doing. Um, Also, if you are starting a podcast um, or you're interested in that, um, She Podcasts is a fantastic Facebook group um, for women who podcast. Um, And 
Instagram, like I, I've made so many friends online. It's awesome. Like all over the country and just like, um, really excited about like kind of finding those people that I really connect with. Um, so that's been really good. Um, I, for me, when I did audio engineering, I went to a community college that had in my area that has a really awesome recording, um, program. They have like a big studio. It's like really fantastic studio. And, um, so I, I always recommend taking classes, like whether it's in person or online, um, you know, obviously like I have my branding classes, but there's so many out there that you can, you can definitely check out. Um, and just like, I, I went back to school when I realized I wanted to do audio and it's something that takes a lot of, um, there's so much more to it than people realize. And it's just a really fun thing to study. So, Mm -hmm. um, definitely check out like the the universities or the community colleges near you for that kind of thing as well. Yeah. I took, uh, in, uh, the first, uh, course in recording engineering when I was in college, just because I wanted to have that background for it. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, as you know, music business major, you know, what if I had to get into the studio with yeah. an artist, you know, just to really understand it. And it's actually helped me with the podcasting. Absolutely. And I can understand GarageBand and I can understand what I'm doing and, and just the different, you know, um, you know, I'll hit a different tone and it's like, okay, what's going on? Oh, you know, the reverb or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just, just understanding the terminology. Of it. Yeah. 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 Every musician should know how to record in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and it, it helps you, I don't know. There's just, there's just so much about education that, you know, whether you're educating yourself in business, in, in, you know, marketing, in audio, you know, you just really understanding kind of the full scope of, of the business. And then, then you can specialize in your what your specialty is. So I think, and also just like seek out help from professionals that have done it before. Like there's no need to start from square one every single time. Uh, you don't need to reinvent the wheel, like find somebody who knows what they're doing and ask them how they learned it or ask them if they can teach you. Um, and that's like one of the best ways because you won't waste a bunch of time. Yeah, exactly. And you can take your action sooner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have any favorite books or podcasts that inspire you in your, your business, your, even in your, your own music career? Um, yeah, I have, um, a lot of friends on Instagram, like I was saying that really inspire me that I just love seeing what they're doing every day. Um, uh, a couple of podcasts, um, the musicpreneur mindset podcast, which is Suze's podcast. So another one that I really like, um, my friend, Jessica Presta, she has a podcast called the elementary music teacher podcast. So if you're a teacher that that's a really great one. Um, I absolutely love the sisters from a beautiful mess, which is a blog that's unrelated to music, like not related at all. Um, but they are such inspiring business women to me that I just like, I love everything they do. They have a blog, they have Airbnbs, they have apps, they have cookbooks, they have so much stuff going on and they just started a podcast and it's mostly just like fun stuff, but just hearing from them, like they just have so much amazing things, um, to talk about. I just really admire them. And then creative pep talk is another good one that I really like. Um, so yeah, there's so many out there. I mean, I don't know, like you just find something and start with it. Um, yeah. There's so many books. I have a pile of books right now that I have to read because the course I'm teaching, we're trying to find a new book to use. And like, there's so many, there's so yeah. many books. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. And I just, I agree with you. Just find something that resonates with you, right? Yeah. 
you know, I've, and I, I listen to a variety of podcasts and I think I kind of get my inspiration from that. So I'm not just listening to music business podcasts all day, every day. I'm listening mm-hmm. to entrepreneurship podcasts. And, yeah. Um, I even listen to global news so I know what's going on in the world and totally and all that. So I think it's just important just to find, you know, just get, be well-rounded and, and find a broader perspective of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this was awesome. I love talking about social media and branding and business. Um, yeah. Where can my followers find you? We talked about where they can get to your masterclass and your ebook. Mm-hmm. Um, where can they find you on social media, connect with you? Um, if they want to do one-on-one coaching, where can they find you? Mm-hmm. So my favorite place is Instagram. Um, I'm Megan Kuhar, M-E-G-A-N-K-U-H-A-R. So you can find me there. Um, and I have a podcast called the Fan Finder Podcast. Um, and yeah, I have a Facebook group called the Fan Finder Forum as well. So those are kind of the three places that you can really find me. Mostly Instagram and the podcast though. All right. I'll be sure to link to all those so, uh, so everybody can find you and connect with you. And thank you so much for coming on, Megan. This was awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Christy. I really had fun. Thank you for listening to the Broken Glass Podcast. If you like the show and want to know more, Visit www.brokenglassmediallc.com, subscribe to the podcast, and don't forget to leave a review. Join me each week to hear new stories, learn all about the tools and resources available to you, and get tips for building a career in music. If you're interested in becoming part of a community of supportive women in music, join our secret community on Facebook at the Broken Glass Collective.